We are live. We're live now. All right. Facebook Live. Got it to work this week. Excellent. Excellent. Glad to have you with us. I am Dale Sadler. I'm the minister here at Birdwood Chapel Church of Christ. Uh, and joining me, as always, which this is just our second time, but as always, is uh, Brother Jim Reed, who is our song leader here uh, and resident intellectual. So we're uh, very glad to have him here uh, with this discussion. We are continuing our discussion from last week. Uh, Church attendance and the coronavirus. Uh, this has, of course, been a big issue with a lot of people, people struggling. Do we, do we modify our services? What do we do in light of this threat? Which, you know, if you've been following the news, um, you know, the, the threat is there for sure. Uh, there's different ways to conceptualize it, uh, but there is no way that you can doubt that we have a virus that is contagious and that affects, you know, in particular, certain segments of our population uh, that you know we're concerned about, of course, uh, all of them, but um, others seem to be more susceptible than others. Now, <clears throat> if you are joining us on Facebook, thank you very much. We are doing some technical testing right now, so if you're on Facebook, uh, we're glad of that. If you're on our live stream uh, and you lose us, um, this video will be on YouTube later. So uh, uh, be going uh, going to that to our YouTube channel. You can actually subscribe to our YouTube channel, Birdwell Chapel Church of Christ in Cottontown, Tennessee. This discussion will be there uh, posted later this week. Now um, I'll be uh, uh, looking at my notes here with the discussion. Brother Jim will be participating, of course, and he is going to be monitoring uh, any questions that come in. So he's not being rude if he looks at his phone or the computer. He is simply uh, fielding any questions that might be coming in. So let me uh, just cover briefly what we talked about last week. We did discuss Hebrews chapter uh, 10 and 25, which talks about not forsaking the assembly. Certainly when you're talking about church attendance, this is a passage that comes up. And we discussed how, you know, what's going on now, Jim, is not a conscious decision to not attend. We're not saying, hey, I'd rather go do something else than attend church. We would all rather be here. Uh, so we're not abandoning our church services. We're simply modifying them. They're not canceled. Uh, our services are not canceled. We are taking care of the Lord's Supper. We have uh, singing that, that Jim works on, uh, getting that on a YouTube playlist. <clears throat> and my sermons are recorded. Uh, they're on YouTube. And so you play those. And Sundays uh, at 1030, our congregation sits down in their homes and has a worship service. Uh, we're just in a different, little different format these days. So, you know, this doesn't really apply to Hebrews 10.25, which is talking about consciously deserting the, the services. We also talked about uh, Matthew 18 and verse 20, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in their midst. Now, this is not uh, talking about church attendance not talking about that the actual context is talking about church discipline where you go to try to save a brother from his sins and in other words trying to bring him back uh, to the body where he has actually left it uh, much like hebrews chapter 10 25 might be talking about actually but the context can be applied for instance because it's found elsewhere actually acts chapter 16 and verse 25 when paul and silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, the prisoners were listening to them. Jim, I think God was with Paul and Silas. I would agree. With, with the two of them just being there. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if you and I decide to go fishing, we talked last week, and uh, I say two or three, Jim, 
and I cast again. I'm not sure that's what these passages are talking about. I would say no. No, because that is an abandoning, an abandoning of uh, the regular church service, which you know we, we work to meet and to have. We talked about risks that people are concerned about, you know, people falling away, but there might actually be another payoff where people's faith is strengthened as more and more people look to God. Well, people so. have more time to be in the Word than uh, maybe Certainly. they have in their normal everyday lives outside of their house. Exactly. I might be picking up a few more commentaries to start reading here, you know. But, okay, so we're going to pick up now. Uh, we're going to try to end around 10 o'clock. Um, where our worship service starts at 10:30, so we have just about two people, two or three more people in here with us, just helping out with the the stream. Uh, Brother Jason Gardner is here helping out with the live stream. So he and Jim got to get back home. I got to get back home for the worship service at 10:30. We hope you're there, and I hope that you will uh, post your Facebook uh, picture or at least say we are here. I don't know, post a picture of your refrigerator or something, just to let us know that you're there. It's good to hear from you. Now, Jim, the question was brought up last week as we were concluding Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 20. So if you'd like to be turning there, Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 20 was brought up. I'm going to read that for you. I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. Isaiah 26 and verse 20. Come, my people, enter into your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until indignation runs its course. Now, as is the case in a lot of times, uh, dire times, such as what we're going through now, people will look to Scripture for comfort, but they will also look to Scripture and say, Wow, that sounds like it's going on now, Jim. Did Isaiah write this for us? You know, because it sounds very, very similar to what we are dealing with now. But. The short answer is no. Isaiah was not prophesying about the coronavirus happening now. Uh, a lot of times when people read things in Scripture, they can take what they're dealing with now and project it onto passages. And that's a good thing in a lot of ways, such as Psalms, you know, Psalm chapter 23, which a lot of people know and believe in. You know, you read that, you know, my Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want for anything. When you read that, you can project what you're, going, what you're going through in your life to draw comfort out of passages like that. Very, very important passage to a lot of people. However, when you're talking about prophecies, when you're talking about Scripture that uh, is historic in nature, you know, projecting current times onto the passage is, is, is a dangerous method. So, Jim, I wonder what your thoughts are on this so far. Well, I, I agree with you. Um when trying to uh, interpret uh, potentially prophecies mm -hmm. uh, onto our current situation is, is not correct. I, I do think, however, that um, we, can, we can see, just, just like one of the verses you mentioned earlier about the when two or three are gathered in my name and different things like that, about how we can apply that across different contexts for comfort for, like you mentioned, Psalm 23, we can we can look at this. I mean, Isaiah talking about, um, you know, going into your chamber, your room when there's, you know, danger afoot, mm -hmm. um, and relying on God. Um, you know, we can use that as an example. Now yeah. we can't overlay it directly on our current situation, right? But using the idea of fleeing danger or 
uh, things like that, I think we can we can see that as an example in Scripture. Right. I think Isaiah was, you know, talking here as he's discussing uh, in, in this passage, the mind of people was on idolatry. A lot of people were serving other gods. He mentions that uh, in a few places. Let's look at verse 13 of chapter 26. Uh, o Lord, our God, other masters besides you have ruled us. In other words, the children of Israel have had moments, had moments in those days where they looked to other gods as they married into other cultures. They took on the pagan gods of those people and would neglect the true God. Verse 14, the dead will not live, the departed spirits will not rise, therefore you have punished and destroyed them, and you have wiped out all remembrance of them, all remembrance of those uh, false gods. You have increased the nation, O Lord, you have blessed Israel. You have increased the nation, you are glorified, you have extended all the borders of the land. In other words, God is, was still at the time taking care of the children of Israel, but it was going to be difficult, you know, as, as, as people were following idols, and might run into you know, Jewish people, there would, of course, be conflict. So what does Isaiah tell them? Come, my people, enter your rooms. Go to your safe place. Whenever a crisis comes, whenever something difficult comes, whenever there's pandemonium, whether it's driven by idolatry, whether it's driven by the coronavirus as we have today, uh, possibly any time where a riot, let's say, if not that there are now, but in times past, uh, when, when difficult times have come and there's been an unsettling of the region, whether it be a city or, or a country or, or what have you, you know, you should go to a safe place. Close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until indignation runs its course. Go to your safe place, Jewish people. Go to your safe place, Christian. Right now, you know, we're saying the governor's telling us to stay at home so that we don't overload the healthcare system, so that we don't infect other people, especially those that are more susceptible. Uh, so be careful out there. But yes, you know, be careful when applying Scripture uh, to modern times as, as it looks to prophetic things or as it looks to the times that were happening in those moments because difficult times look the same now as they did then. So it was, it's safe now to stay in your home. It was safe then to stay in your home. Right, and I think that the precedent that we see throughout Scripture of uh, avoiding danger and when it's when it's imminent, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's that uh, Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter twenty-four when he's talking about the destruction of Jerusalem, mm -hmm. flee to the mountains, flee to the hills, you know, get out of the danger. Right. Um, and so, you know, we're the, the, several examples, especially throughout the Old Testament, were written for our learning. Um, you know, we see of, of people. Uh, Fleeing danger, getting out of the way, you know, whether that's going in their rooms, whether that's fleeing to the mountains or whether that's whatever the case may be, um, you know, that doesn't supersede our worship, that doesn't supersede everything else. Right. We still have that as a priority, but um, can't worship if you're on a ventilator. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. So, exactly. You know, we have to do our best to avoid that. Exactly. So if you've got a question uh, about what we've talked about so far, go ahead and post it underneath uh, the live video feed, or I think it's to the right on Jim's laptop here. Post it to the right there, and hopefully we can address it before our time is up here. Um, if you are watching on our live feed and aren't on Facebook, if you're, you're a person who does not have Facebook, go ahead and um, email me or text me uh, if you have my, my personal uh, email or phone number. Or Jim, if you don't have mine, uh, go ahead and text us those questions. We'll be happy to discuss those. Now, 
The next thing that I'd like to discuss, uh, that of course all of these points are coming up uh, from you know over the last several weeks and what we've been dealing with, but one such point that's come up that I've seen talk to some people about is are we to obey the government now? That's coming up. You know, do we obey the government? Uh, of course, you know, given our, our country's history, uh, there are people that you know don't don't want to do that. You know, there are Christian reasons not to, which we'll get to. But then there are our groups that you know very leery, uh, very suspicious of the government. And Jim, I think it's because the blood that threw the tea into the harbor is the same <laughs> blood that's still in our veins today. Right. You know, we have that suspicion of government that that's out there, and. I understand. I, I, I definitely understand that. But how do we apply that today? That's that's what we need to discuss now. Uh, what's really going on with the government? Is there some sort of conspiracy? A lot of conspiracies out there, you know. And you can you can talk about that a lot. It's possibly an interesting discussion. It's a frustrating one, however, I, I might add, mm. because while you might draw out a narrative of some kind that has uh, you know this being. Um, the start of something terrible for our country, it seems at least now on the forefront they're doing it for our best interest in mind. And that, that's political discussion, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, without getting into the politics of it, I, I think that most of those that we're hearing from are doing the best they can. Now, right. everybody has a different opinion about, you know, what the government's response should be and all that kind of thing, you know, whether right or left or whatever. Um, you know, I, I want to think that everybody is, um, is doing the best they can. Yeah. Now, we're all fallible, <laughs> so, um, you know, mistakes will be made. We haven't dealt with something like this in this country in a hundred years, and now we're in such a different economy and such a different, mm -hmm. um, culture than it was a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, I personally want to extend a little grace and mercy to those that are trying to make yeah. those decisions. I'm glad I don't have to make right. uh, the type of decisions that, that some of those high up um, are making. Now, I can have my opinions, mm -hmm. but I'm not in that position of authority to, to uh, have to make those decisions. So, um, you know, we're told to obey the government in, right. in, by, by Paul in Romans. Right. So, um, you know, we, we do what they say. Now, when one says it's a mandate and one says it's a suggestion and one says it's a recommendation and one says maybe do this, we have to use our own discernment a little bit there. Right. But, um, you know, I, I, I want to think everybody's doing the best they can. Exactly. So. The, for for our betterment, and is are they overdoing? Yes, I think I think they are, but for good reason, so that you know we we stop anything that might blow up, and you know we want to mitigate it in such a way that we don't have to use the Music City Center as a hospital. Right, it's ready to go. That place is huge. Huge. If you've never been down there. Yeah. Huge at the Music City Center. So, um, you know they're they're ready to go, but hopefully we won't have to use it. But if need be. Uh, they can. Now, I like to think that there are smart people who are sitting at a desk, sitting at a computer, looking at numbers, looking at what happened in China, looking at what happened in Italy, and they're trying to say, okay, we want to do something different. We want to avoid what happened in these countries, and I think they're probably talking to them. Right. Here's what we wish we would have done, and I think that's what we're, what's happening here as we're getting into 
uh, a lot of these days right now. Now, the passages that we've mentioned, uh, the first is Acts chapter 5, uh, verses uh, 27, starting with verse 27. I'd like to look at that first. Acts chapter 5, verse 27. When they had brought them, uh, Peter and the apostles, when they had brought Peter and the apostles, they stood them before the council. Uh, the high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name, and yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. Now, a lot of people are referencing this passage, and, and, and I'm with them. But in, in this moment, the government, let me make sure I say this right. I'm quoting from an article that I read. It was really good. Um, it, it, the government doing what they're doing right now, the health organizations, you know, early on, uh, President Trump, other politicians, I'm sure, were like, we're not going to do that. Well, here we are. I think because the CDC and, and people who have nothing to gain from this have said, ah, maybe you better, you know. And so they listen to that. But it is not because of our conviction that Jesus is Lord that the government has asked us not to assemble. Instead, the government has requested we not meet out of concern for our neighbors. Mm -hmm. So I think in this passage, the council was telling Peter and the apostles, why are you preaching Jesus? You shouldn't, shouldn't be doing that. Didn't we tell you? And here you are, you're filling the streets of Jerusalem with His message. Why are you doing this? You're causing an uproar and whatnot. You know, we're going to obey God rather than men. And, you know, if, if I get a, a letter or an email that says, I can't preach about pink elephants, you know, for example, you better believe there's going to be a pink elephant going to be marching down this aisle right here that Sunday morning. You better believe that. Jim's going to have two or three brand new songs that talk about pink elephants. That's what's going to happen. Uh, however, with something like this, you know, as, as the messages were coming out, I, of course, were, were thinking of, was thinking about some of our, our members here who are more susceptible to it. You know, it, it might not, not affect me or you very much, but it, we could pass it on to somebody, and especially, you know, Jim and I work in the school systems full-time, so we're around a lot of, a lot of people in a, in a day's time, and then to bring that here and to think that even possibly it was passed on to somebody who uh, later passed on from that, that would uh, be very difficult to bear. Well, so, and the, I mean, the, the example here in Acts chapter 5, I mean, this was the government versus the church. Mm -hmm. This wasn't um, the same as our situation now. This, right. this situation is not the government versus the church. It is that um, assembling in large groups exacerbates the problem, right. you know, that, that we're all trying to deal mm -hmm. with, um, you know, government and private life and everything. We're all trying to deal with this situation. Um, but like what you were saying, I, you know, I thought about uh, you and I both have parents who are, whose health is compromised right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, my dad's had his long-term health situation and right. mom's had some issues and then your parents have been in and out of the hospital, you know, yes. in recent days and months. And, and, um, and so, you know, if one of us that are maybe a little younger, doesn't seem quite that much anymore, but uh, <laughs> uh, got a lot of great. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, it, you know, if we get that, and what if we bring it back to our parents? Yeah. You know, I, I've thought about that too. Talked to them on the phone. We did a FaceTime thing yesterday. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I want to um, hug my mama real bad, but right. I can't right now. Yeah. You know, and my dad too. Want to so, hug him? Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, it's it's more about loving our neighbor and, and having mercy on them. Yeah, um, you yeah. Know, not, which is a Christian thing to do. Exactly, not wanting to bring it back to them. Now, um, like I said, when the, when the government starts putting things out that's uh, specifically motivated by trying to reduce the church or mm -hmm. trying to hurt the church, that's when we rise up. Right. Um, you know, we're we're here to to keep everybody healthy and alive and and you know and connected as much as possible. That's why we're doing this this morning. Right. Um, yeah, we're still connected. So, yeah. Bible study's not canceled. Here we are That's having right. it. We're Glad here. you're with us. Um, but uh, you know, again, can't do that from a ventilator. No. So no, would rather would rather not for sure. Uh, but then there's the Romans 13 passage. Just to, to mention it briefly, of course, Scripture teaches. You know, gov what government is here for. Um, of course, governments have been the cause of some bad stuff in the past, but uh, there is a, a Christian example uh, in Romans chapter 13 uh, that talks about why we should obey the government. Uh, Romans 13 and verse 1, Every per person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. So there is an element of government that is here for our good to help uh, you know, organize things. And now, of course, varying opinions as to how much uh, that should be done. And you know, I have mine on that. But um, you know, there is an element in Scripture that talks about, hey, you should obey the government. You know, well, and, I think it's, it's where we are. And back then, if you think back to the first century, <clears throat> you know, when Paul's writing this, mid first century or mid to late first century um the government was very much against you know the church and those yeah. preaching and those if there was ever a time for them to tell them to rise up you know there. and and you know he's still telling them to submit to government or obey the government and, and that the government is a minister of god uh, to you for good in verse four um you know so what we have, you know, we the people, yeah. you know, government of the people, by the people, for the people. I think we're um, we're in a pretty good spot. We're we're in a pretty good spot in history as far as you know being able to do, you know, worship like we want to worship, do what we want to do without fear of the government. Yeah, our, our government today is a little more about us directing it more so than it was then. And I think what Paul might be telling the Roman church here uh, is, hey. You know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, because right. Jesus said that. You know, and Jesus' concern was about people's eternal home. A lot of times, I think the conflict that we get engaged in with uh, the government today is is more about our earthly stuff. You know, where where we are concerned about that, our our American civil liberties, which you know we're, we're concerned about. But you know, Jesus was about your Christian liberties. That's what he wanted to do. You know, he was concerned about your spiritual life. Yeah, the civil life is, is important, but how many disciples were, were executed? How many disciples were, um, you know, thrown into prison because they followed Christ rather than man? And when they when they did that, they were going against the government. That's why they got caught. That's why they were executed. You know, so those elements aren't conflicting of going against the government and doing what the government says, but they, they kind of walk hand in hand with one another. Render to Caesar, you know, what is Caesar? Because we need to be taking care more of our spiritual life uh, than our civil. Mm -hmm. 
So, all right. Any questions so far? Or are people just making uh, fun of us? No, no one's making fun of us. We, right. we have had pretty good turnout over good. in the 30, uh, hey. 30, 35 That's range. Two to three per household. Um, yep. And um, we did just get a comment, and maybe we can end with a prayer here in a few minutes. Um, um, John Hargis uh, asked to pray for Buddy Ragland, who had a heart attack and is in the hospital. So um, gotcha. let's let's all remember him. Um, in our prayers, Buddy Ragland, and and you know we we do have our, our prayer list that uh, is still active and going out. And yeah, we'll, we'll all remember uh, our bulletin. I actually just got the bulletin emailed to me. Uh, when you come on uh, Sundays or on Saturdays, you can pick up a physical copy of the bulletin here at the building when you get the Lord's Supper, um, or it can be emailed to you. If you're not getting the bulletin uh, in one of those two ways, let us know. Uh, we'll make sure you get that. Also, I actually say this in my lesson, and uh, that'll be you know aired at ten thirty. Um, the uh, the the contacts that we need to maintain these days is so very important. Uh, contacts, personal contacts. If you haven't spoken to somebody in a while, and you normally you know speak to them over here in the corner before worship service, give them a call, send them a text message. Okay, let's maintain our, our contacts with one another so that when we are able to come back, uh, we can start fellowshipping again. Once again, as though you know nothing, nothing changed much. Uh, so we are looking forward to that. By the way, your, your mom says that she and your dad want to give you a hug too. Well, good. We'll be doing that. Probably going to the catfish house. Probably be the first place there we go, go to just uh, once this quarantine is over. Uh, but also today, if you're watching live, we have added a devotional for the Lord's Supper. Uh, uh, Brother Ryan Doris uh, is handling that for us this week. So that will be a new part of our uh, Sunday morning uh, sermon. Uh, so it's after the sermon uh, this morning. So just be sure to stay tuned for that. Any other comments on this? Uh, no, I think we've covered the government aspect pretty thoroughly I this morning, so. I would say. Yeah, uh, we'll do this again next week. What are we going to talk about? I bet we can figure it out. We'll figure something out. There's a, there's a lot to cover in this There's fabulous a lot to book. cover. A whole lot to cover. So well, we're going to get off, I think, the coronavirus topic possibly. And, uh, if you've got any questions, like for us to discuss something, uh, let us know what that is and through the many facets that we have. And uh, we'll be happy to tackle those tough subjects. So thank you for joining us this morning.